You think 12 weeks in, you'd have sorted out the wobbly chairs by now? 13. 13? Unlucky or lucky? <laughs> so, you're looking forward to this week? Oh, can't wait, especially since you showed me the uh, weather forecast. You Finally, asked. a bit of sunshine. Yeah, the three days that we're there, never has that happened, that we've timed it so that the little Met Office app shows those three sunny, 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 sunny suns. So, we're off down to Milford-on-Sea for a short break. Um, one of the upsides, one of the really cool as- <clears throat> excuse me, one of the really cool aspects of what we do is uh, the fact that um, we get to actually stay in some of our properties. And we've mentioned Meadowcott a few times, haven't we? But um, it's one that we built with ourselves in mind, as well as it being a business proposition. So, well, to be honest, it was more of ourselves in minds. And I remember your phrase saying, "Well, if it washes its face, it'll be good." Yeah. But it's more than done that. It's had a full bath over the last couple of years, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been one of our most successful units, which has created a few challenges because um, I think we thought we'd just rock up on a Friday night if it wasn't booked and just use it. And we're having to book months in advance yeah. just to get access yeah. to but, it. But that's, that's good. So that's we managed good. to squeeze three days into the calendar um, in the middle of August. So, yeah, we're, it's much needed, I think, isn't it? I we're think, really looking forward to that. I think we're both just a bit burnt out. Yeah, so it'd be nice just to switch off, just to uh, close the doors. I'm looking forward to getting down to the to the the beach, to the marshes, having some nice long walks in the forest. What are you looking forward to? Oh God, I'm looking forward to going to Vervain. Um, so some fish good, restaurant. Yeah, some good friends of ours brought us some vouchers last Christmas. <laughs> I was beginning to worry that we wouldn't be able I to know, use them. It's been that hard <laughs> to find the time to have a bit of a break. So yeah, really looking forward to that. That should be great. Um, and the lighthouse i've got funny i think i've turned into you now i'm looking forward to uh, a nice meal at vervain i'm looking for breakfast building the trips around the food yeah. yeah coffee and cake at the gun <laughs> sausage sandwich from paddle on the green yeah, yeah. we've got it all mapped out all yeah. revolves around food as always yeah. but yeah really looking forward to that but um we've got a lot to cover in this episode we've got you a booking.com update which we'll come on to shortly um, what else we've we got? We've got um, Review yeah. Roulette. Review so Danielle's joining. Seems like ages since we last caught up with Danielle. Um, and then we've got um, another update on the hotel mm-hmm. um, and whether or not we left people on that cliffhanger last week, I think, whether or not we'd receive our first booking. So we've got an update for everybody on that one. So should we get started? Let's get going. Cool. Let's get into it. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure though, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? Have I recovered? Yeah, from first day curse. Opening night curse. Oh, there was definitely. I mean, <laughs> we've never had a worse opening night curse. Um, but we'll get on to that. The bottom line is, Eaton House Hotel is open. Yeah, ready for guests. It's As got of, guests there. I was there at four p.m. four o two. Four o two p.m. So four p.m. is official check-in time. Yeah. We did have i'm happy to confirm we had a booking on opening night 
first night that we're open, we had a booking in uh, number 14 yeah. in the top floor flat. So that was great. But I was slaving away down there to get everything ready. Do you know what? Like, it just takes time. Everything adds up. You just think you've got it already. And then I just felt so bad when I'd ring you up and say, uh, I'm really sorry, Mark, but can you just check that I've not eaten all the biscuits? The problem is there's 15 of everything. So you, you have to go around. So if, if you know... I'll give you an example. This sounds ridiculous, but um, setting the time on the microwaves. I've got to go around and do 15 microwaves. Oh, yeah. Well, that takes 40 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all of this adds up and, and you have to go around and do all of it. And there's just little bits that with the best will in the world, the best systems and checklists, it's like, ah, we need to check that. And just through the photos, the staging, yeah. quite a lot of the kitchen stuff had got a bit muddled up and there was real inconsistencies, which I really hate, really niggles at me that there's like, oh, there's only two glasses in this one. Why is there three in that one? You know, yeah. and actually that is important, I joke, but, you know, our cleaner, how are our cleaners supposed to report to us on stock levels if there's not a consistency in the stock levels? Yeah. They'll go, well, I don't know how many of these there's supposed to be because there's different numbers in every single one. So we do have to have that attention to detail and that's what this was all about. Our, our final deadline, getting it guest ready, getting all the locks hooked up with all the various guest access codes, making sure that the code that they've got for the apartment door is also the same code to get in through the front door. Because I really don't like our guests having to have multiple yeah. codes. Yeah. But anyway, at four o'clock, I, uh, I took a quick selfie outside the building and I left for probably not the last time, but you know what I mean. I closed the doors and, um, and we, we accepted our first guest. I got a fright, though. When I arrived, when did I go down? I've lost track. Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Wednesday, Thursday? I can't remember. Anyway, mm. when I got there, I walked into the lobby area and there was a letter. We're all familiar with occasionally getting a brown envelope from HMRC or something like that that always, um, even if it's nothing at all, always gives you a bit mm, of a fright. But, yeah. This had the official stamp of the House of Commons on it. <laughs> Dear, you know, dear Mr. and Mrs. Winship, oh, House okay. of Commons official stab. Oh my God, I nearly had a heart attack. What have we done now? So I opened it up, and it was actually it was really nice. It was actually um, a, a handwritten note from the um, from the Member of Parliament um, down in Yeovil, who we did invite to the opening um, launch day, and unfortunately wasn't able to make it, but left us a, a, a note of support um, and just to say that he'd love to come and visit and um, yeah. come We're and see the place. Well, we'll definitely Jenna's arrange that. I need to send that through to Jenna and she can uh, get onto that. But that was that gave me a fright um, when I walked in. And, um, yeah, so that was a bit of a scary moment. And then, oh, my God, opening night curse. <laughs> Crikey, couldn't have had it. So Friday morning, you know, I've done a lot of the work on Thursday yeah. and Thursday night. Friday morning should have been just the uh, touch up the, we call it the flat. Shouldn't call it the flat. It's a terrible description. Apartment. The apartment um, on the top floor, the penthouse apartment. Um, just, you know, Cleaner had arrived just to make sure that that was all absolutely pristine. A few things that we just needed to, I can't even remember, just bits yes. and pieces that we needed to do up there. Um, so I went along um, and uh, couldn't get in. Lock had failed. Digital lock had failed. Second time it failed. Um, couldn't get in. Cleaner's outside. We're outside. Can't get in. Guest due to check in that afternoon. Um, so anyway, locksmith, lovely Paul. Paul, who's amazing, comes out 
um, straight away, as as he always has done, came out, changed the lock. But that was a drama that we yeah. didn't need. That pushed the day back um, on opening day. Would you believe? I mean, what are the chances? And the door that, and the the apartment they actually wanted to go into. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, this is the one that we're actually checking into of all the ones, and it's the only one that wasn't a smart lock. Um, Anyway, so there was that. And then uh, I tried to watch some television the night before, um, before I went to bed, and um, the television was coming up as no signal. I thought, oh, you're kidding me. Took it off the wall. Was, you know, is it a connection problem with the aerial cable? Has the cable been damaged? Not thinking I should have checked at least one other television, because in the morning when I started to check the other one, they all have no signal. Not a single television in the place has got signal. This is on opening day. We've got people arriving. They've all been working absolutely fine. We had Joe go around, didn't we, and test all the remotes. Something has gone wrong. Okay, so... As with a lot of electrics, as I'm discovering, it's about doing some detective work, isn't it? Next thing we realise, the connecting door to next door, which is our emergency fire escape on the first floor, has a maglock. The maglock hasn't got power to it. Mm. So the connecting door is open, which is a security risk that should be closed unless the fire alarm goes and then it releases the door. Okay, so we've got no televisions. We've got no power to the connecting door. I then bump into Trish outside, who lives in the flat next door to the hotel. She says she's got no power in the lobby area that basically bridges the gap between mm. our two properties. Right. Yeah, what, it's beginning to make sense What now. is going on Join here? Matt, our superhero um, in an invisible superhero cape, our electrician, came out um, again, same day, um, dropped everything to come and help out and... Um, did a bit of investigative work. And anyway, it turns out that the, the, the company that we're leasing from, that own the Freehold, um, they haven't paid the bill on a metre for a very small section of the building that connects our two properties. And sod's law, would you know it? Because we've, we've managed to figure out where we're attached and not attached to next door. Yeah. And most of that has now been rectified. Yeah. But it seems that our TV booster, our aerial is on next door's property now and is powered through that meter, as is the connecting door, would you believe? And they haven't paid the meter and we got cut off on the day of launch. You couldn't write it. Um, so anyway, we've put a, a – I'm not even going to go into the detail because I'm sure it's not compliant, but we've bodged a, uh, a shortcut at the moment to um, to make sure that we have got the power to that up and running. Um, this was all, I don't know, Two, I want to say two thirty, three o'clock before mm, check-in yeah. at four o'clock um, was was when we finally got all the TVs and everything back online again, um, and that is up and running. Uh, we've got plans to make a permanent fix. That's not going to be for a week or so, but at least we have televisions. Yeah, we have um, we have security through the door. But you know, it wasn't. Let's say it wasn't a relaxed, uh, smooth run into receiving our first guests. Oh, and then could you write it? Obviously, I, I'd spent some of the day um, updating all of our guest communications with all the lock codes and everything, and um, I put the wrong code, didn't I, on their apartment door? Uh, one one digit wrong, um, and, and I put the wrong code, which uh, I was kicking myself for because you spend all this spent. I don't know what have we spent on this property? Hundred and something. It's probably knocking on one hundred and fifty k. You do all of that. And it will be stupid things like that that mean that actually, you know, I, I hope, I'm sure this guest has had a lovely time, but that could equally result yeah. in a comment where they go, oh, it wasn't easy to get in. Da, da, da. Think, oh, yeah, I can't believe I did that. Um, so that was frustrating. Um, not a surprise that there was the odd mistake with, you know, how flat out and tired we've been. Oh, yeah, nothing, but... yeah, 12, 14 hour days. It's just been 
along with everything else, it's just been non-stop, hasn't it? But they're in. I hope they're having a nice time. Touch wood, touch wood. We did, we did get a random message asking for the heating to be switched on. Blows my mind. Yeah, middle, middle, of, summer, middle of August, and that property is boiling. The cleaner was saying, "Oh, we're not going to get cold in here." And then we got a, a message from the guest asking for the heating to be on. Yeah. Oh, well. um, yeah, but I hope they're having a nice time. I hope they like it. Anyway, it's live. It's out there. It's getting booked. We've got other booking. In fact, that apartment has had a few bookings yes, for August, which is great. About four or five inquiries, really. Which well, and, and converted bookings. Yeah. on Airbnb currently yeah, yeah we're just trying to there's a glitch with the website that it's not pulling through from our channel manager mm-hmm. so that's annoying we would have liked to have promoted uh, our direct booking website for for Eaton House a little bit more um up to this point but anyway that that will get sorted in the next few days i'm not going to worry about it we've got a nice week planned we're going to switch off things have slightly um recovered themselves a little bit so hopefully we can switch off and enjoy ourselves a little bit so oh Last thing, the salon. No, no I've, got, I've remembered something that oh, we've forgotten. On. No, normally this would have been a huge thing. But because with everything going on, it's kind of dropped down mm. the rankings. We've got Wi-Fi. We have got Wi-Fi. Well, we haven't yet. No, but we had a hole which has been filled in yeah. and all put back together. And actually the turnarounds have actually been really quick in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not not through, you know, we had to be pretty on it, Proactive picking up a bit well. of a fuss in, in in different places to get this to happen. But, yeah, you're right, unannounced. Un- un- they just yeah, locked they up, didn't up. they? They just turned <laughs> up. Like, our, our internet guys were actually there putting in a temporary fix um, based on the assumption that they won't be ready, and it isn't quite ready. Um, but BT Openreach suddenly rocked up to dig a hole in the ground. Yeah. Um, Massive great. And then disappear without filling it again um, and disappear for a couple of days. But anyway, yeah, that is all essentially done. And we're just waiting for a, effectively confirmation of the sign-off certificate on that so that our guys can come in and sort the installation hopefully next week. Yeah. And then we'll have a full super fast Wi-Fi. Yeah, and there was another curveball. So I'd been down there, and it was five o'clock on that day. I can't remember what day it was. Monday, I think. Tuesday. And um, I thought, well, I'll show the chaps that dug the hole um, around the hotel because they may have colleagues that want to stay. It's all about talking to people and making those contacts. And you know, I've been giving them tea and biscuits during the day, and I thought, oh, come and have a look. So I walked into the first one, showing them around, looked up, and you couldn't write it. Massive great water oh, leak. The leak. Yeah. Oh, no. I told them it was leaking as well, didn't I? Oh, they didn't listen. But never mind. But so anyway, again, it's watertight, isn't it? Watertight, brilliantly, came round within half an hour. Tony was there, whose problems solve no end of issues that we've had with the hotel. He's been brilliant. And, um, yeah, he was there till about seven. So I think I left, finally got away at seven, mm. got home about ten, I think, that night. After. It must have been later. Yeah. It's over a three-hour trip, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, that was a bit of a curveball. So decorators are in on Monday. I uh, must remember to give them the new access codes, actually. Yeah. Um, and they can get that all sorted um, just for that one. So, yeah, but, you know, it's always going to be tiny niggles. But, God, we really did have the opening day curse. But, anyway, we are live. Oh, Salon. Um, the Salon is, rent- is leased. Oh, it's um, lovely, Lucy. Yeah, which is really exciting, actually. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's just nice proof of concept because we were, you know, it's not something we've had to deal with before. And um, yeah, so we've got um, a salon owner who's looking for a change of premises who's coming in and she's going to brand it up and she's looking to move her existing clientele in there. Um, so that will start in, I think, October, October time. Yeah. 
um, just getting all the lease sort of sorted and signed and everything. But yeah, that's really good. And you know, considering that the fate of that room would be probably an ensuite bathroom, if if it, we weren't to rent it, well, I would argue it's it's going to be earning more than an ensuite bathroom would have earned. And not, it, so. not just sort of in monetary terms, is it? It's go, we're going to have a bit of footfall through there. We're going to yeah. have Lucy's clients will perhaps, you know, have a little look round and think, oh, I've got. I don't know, relatives coming, I've got colleagues coming, work things coming, yeah. hopefully. It's like we're adopting a member of staff. I mean, clearly she's not a member of staff and, and we're not expecting her to be one, but equally the fact that there is a presence at, yeah. the, at the hotel, yeah. um, someone that can at least tell guests if they're looking lost where where to contact us and that sort of thing is going to be a huge help, which is why we're offering a pretty competitive price on yeah. the lease. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. So um, that, that will bring a bit of life to the place, yeah, won't I'm it, I think, which is good. Great. Um, so yeah, congrats! We're, we are we're live. Hotel number two is up and running and receiving guests. So uh, over to you, Jenna, to push <laughs> the bookings. Let's fill this place. Let's get it done. Oh, brilliant! What about listeners' messages? We've had a few this week, haven't we? We have had a few listeners. Mostly wanting to reach out to Kim after her experience with oh, the guest God, from that hell. Like a lifetime ago now. It does, it? <laughs> but um, yeah, lots of nice messages of support for, for Kim, which yeah. has been, which has been great. I'm sure she really approves. Well, I know she really appreciates yeah. it. Um, regular listener Jackie from Hearn Holdings, hi Jackie, says that she was completely shocked and saddened about the way Kim was treated with that nightmare guest. Totally unacceptable. You're right, it certainly was. Um, people like that are the worst kind of people. No empathy for what other people go through on their behalf. We've encountered similar people this week. It makes me so angry and actually really upset. There's just no need for it. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry you've had to encounter that, Jackie. Um, we know, yeah, firsthand what 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 that's like. And um, yeah, there, there's. I mean, not to go too deep on this stuff, but there is a a problem in society, isn't there, with the way that um, some people have this attitude of entitlement mm-hmm. and the way they feel they can treat other people, other people, um, especially in the service industry, and especially people trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what just blows my mind. Hospitality, There's, I should say. Sorry, people in a in a position to help and are trying to help. Uh, I just, I will never understand that sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. Like ninety nine percent of our guests are lovely, you know, and it's just we do get the odd few that, mm-hmm. um, and you know, again, we probably give them far too much airtime. But that's just unfortunately how the world works. The people that shout the loudest sometimes mm-hmm. get the most attention. Anyway, uh, Jackie goes on to say, sending Kim our love. I'm still loving the podcast, by the way. Jenna has some, I like the word still there. It's like, <laughs> it's like she assumes that we'll have gone off the boil by now and things <laughs> will have gone downhill. I'm still enjoying the podcast, by the way. No, that's great. Um, Jenna has some great ideas about contacting corporate customers that I will be using for some of our HMOs. Well, oh, that's perfect. great. Um, that's really good. And yeah, that's really interesting the way that some of the strategies and things that we cover can be used across different strategies. Yeah. So HMOs, houses of multiple occupancy. So that's a property investment strategy that actually we used to invest yeah, in ourselves genius. before we opted for the hassle-free, no drama <laughs> life of serviced accommodation. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, they seem so, quite simple now, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, no, I still <laughs> okay. don't regret don't regret the move. But anyway, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the way that we we go after um, making direct contact with with corporate companies and stuff, which we really only touched on. Uh, yeah, I think Jenna will be back next week, won't she, to cover some of this yeah. in more detail, particularly with regards Eaton House. Um, absolutely, that has some crossovers with um, with making sure mm-hmm. that your HMO rooms are filled and that you don't have too many voids. 
we've also had a voice note in from our listener of the week. I think, you, I think you automatically qualify as listener of the week if you leave us a voice note. So listener of the week, Nikki at Glasswing Stays, mm. who has been playing her own game of review roulette by the sounds of it. Oh, okay. Hi, Mark. Hi, Caroline. Um, Nikki from Glasswing Stays here. Um, just thought I'd leave you a quick voice note because I've been listening along to all the podcasts, but specifically I've just caught up with episode 10. And um, it just sparked me off a little bit because I've had my own review roulette this week. Um, so obviously you guys know that I'm quite new to the game. Um, and as you mentioned in podcast 10, you kind of develop a bit of a thicker skin as you're going on. But I, my skin's not quite thick enough yet. But there you go. Um, so this week, uh, over the weekend, should I say, last weekend, we had some guests stay with us for the National Kickboxing Championships in Barnsley. And um, I made sure I left a, a good luck card and a good luck balloon for the kids because they were girls, young girls that were taking part. And they actually actually smashed it in the end, which was great. Um, but I went to the above and beyond. I left them a welcome card and a we're rooting for you and left a balloon. The house was perfect. Um, as soon as the guests got there, they, they messaged me straight away saying how, what a lovely gesture it was. And they were over the moon. House was gorgeous. Really happy. Um, and we continued to communicate throughout their stay, um, just chit-chatting about how the girls were getting on, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I plucked up courage um, after they'd left to ask for a review, um, just saying that it helps our business no end. Uh, and she promptly um, did what I asked. <laughs> I was pretty sure I was going to get tens across the board. And... <laughs> when the uh, review popped up, it was a nine, which, granted, is still a superb review, according to Booking.com. Um, but I got tens across the board, apart from facilities, where she'd scored me a seven and a half. And I was like, what? So I read the comments. And the comments were that the kids were unable to play in the garden because it was slightly overgrown. And there was no microwave and they brought prepared food. So it was inconvenient. I was just like, what? <laughs> we've just had a month of rain and it's not stopped, especially in Yorkshire, not stopped. So the gardener has not been able to get to the, to the grass to cut it. And it really wasn't that bad. They still could have played in it. Um, and also, on our amenities list, there's no microwave stated that we've got one. We've got a hob, we've got a grill, we've got an oven, we've got everything else, but we just don't have a microwave. Um, so I uh, I did what you recommended and I poli politely replied um, just to let them know that that was a bit of a cruel thing to do, considering that I'd actually gone a bit above and beyond. Um, so, yeah, I replied that... Uh, Unfortunately, the gardener couldn't make it because of the deluge of rain we've all just had. And um, our amenities list does actually state that we don't have a microwave. But um, should she want to stay with us again, I'm sure we can accommodate. <laughs> Honestly, people, people. Thank you, Nikki. And welcome to the ups and downs of service oh, and accommodation. Um, I feel for you. I genuinely feel for you. All that extra effort over and above. 
it is yeah, frustrating when that happens, guests, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. you know, we, yeah, when you go above and beyond like that, you, you kind of, you hope, you expect that there's going to be a, a positive, and like you said, nine, great review. Um, mm-hmm. We've covered this a couple of times on the podcast. It is a little bit frustrating the way the booking.com algorithm works, that the, the, the total scores um, in the different categories, which it sounds like you've got tens across the board, don't then automatically add up mm-hmm. to a 10 overall, um, which is a little frustrating. And again, I mean, Ideally, if you can have a microwave, um, that that's that would be great. Um, that's that's a good amenity to have in your property. But that's not really the point, is it? No, it's not. The point is, she never said she had a microwave. Yeah. You can't. They can't hold you to account for something that you never. It's not yeah. like you have falsely advertised the property as having a microwave. And let's face it, if they bring in pre-prepared food, they could have heated it in the oven. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, what so, do we do before microwaves? Yeah. I get your frustration. Um, we do spend some time pulling our hair. And by the way, um, do you get a thicker skin? I think we do get a thicker skin. I think um, marginally, I still get. I think the more properties you have, you feel that the those reviews can sort of be lost. But when you've just got one, two, well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, do you get a thicker skin, or do you just need to get more properties <laughs> yeah. so that you're not like <laughs> all your eggs in one. one basket, like all of your emotions attached to this yeah. one, so that it spreads out a little bit. It's not that we then ignore the reviews, but um, that does help. Um, yeah. And you learn, you learn that you're not going to please everybody. You're just not not with the best one in the world but yeah totally understand your 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 sort of frustration particularly as you you really went it's, above not, it's almost like um guests don't quite appreciate um the impact these are going to have it's almost like it's almost like a key what was that phrase keyboard warrior or something would she have said that to you know they, they feel safe in writing those reviews once you know they've there's definitely a keyboard warrior aspect to it because we know that that danielle for example has had um you know verbal conversation with someone they've never raised a single issue and then they they drop it all into a review so there's stuff that they're not prepared to say to you face to face and am i right in thinking we can't actually review booking.com guests we can't review them and and i I mean that is something they need to look at yeah i was thinking about that you're right i think i i think when you travel with Airbnb, you know that the host is going to review you as well. So there's that little element of accountability, whereas with Booking.com, you're not reviewed by the host. So therefore, you can write any old rubbish and yeah. there's almost like no comeback. And all they tell you, they don't they don't back up host. All they tell you is, well, just reply to the review. But the damage has been done. It's hurting you in the algorithm. The, the review will get spotted by the people, but you know, at the end of the day, the damage has been done. And that absolutely does need to change. And I think that's why we have so many more of the issues with Booking.com guests, because the culture is different mm-hmm. and that they're not reviewed, they're not held accountable to be responsible yeah. guests, you know. Uh, that definitely needs to change. There is actually a petition out there at the moment um, uh, to, to uh, for people to put their name to that change. And luckily, Booking.com are renowned for listening to hosts, so um, I'm sure they will uh, make an instant change. <laughs> on that front um no that 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 does go a long way to explain the differences between the different platforms anyway um thank you nikki for reaching out it's great to hear from from all of you and and to hear your stories and to hear what you're up to um and um yeah we we feel your pain uh you've got a lot more ups and downs to look forward to but there'll be lots of highs as well there are lots of lovely guests who will 100 percent appreciate the lovely property that you've curated and the lengths that you're going to to make your guests feel welcome yeah, so thank you very much to nikki listener of the week yeah thank you, you so much present out to the listener of the week oh let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> 
Thank you so much to everybody that has taken the time to drop us a DM or a voice note. It's great to hear from our regular listeners. And if you're new to the pod, we'd love to hear from you too. So drop us a voice note for a chance to be our listener of the week. You can get in touch with us over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Perfect. There's been so much going on since we last caught up with Danielle on the podcast, right? Oh, absolutely. I can't believe it. I've no idea what she's coming with. Not that we ever have any idea. That's the whole idea behind Review Roulette. Um, this is the part of the podcast in which Danielle reads us a couple of guest reviews that we've not seen or heard before, and we react to them live on the podcast. Shall we play? Yeah, and I always get a little bit of an inkling because um, obviously we, we're you know on a Zoom with Danielle, and she's got that like cheeky little smile, and I think Do you I think she's got a poker <laughs> face. Oh, I think she's absolutely got a poker face. But anyway, let's call Danielle. Let's call Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing? Hi, Mark. Good. Thanks. And you? Good. Good to see you. It feels like ages since we've caught up on the podcast. We were chatting it yesterday, does. weren't we? Couldn't remember when you were last on. Yeah, it feels like it. As we get more and more lists, well, more and more participants, I think that's where we kind of have to have to keep track of who's on who, who's on when. Exactly. Yeah. And there's been a lot of water on the, under the bridge since we last spoke to you. It seems yeah. like it's been an age because so much has happened. We've had exactly. lots of positives, but we've had some particularly challenging guests and situations and you know it's been a tough tough old few weeks isn't it and speaking of which caroline is is hoping to to jump on this call she just as we were about to press record she's had a a phone call from uh from a pr lady at booking.com regarding um our situation and um we're hoping that that uh she's supposed to be working in the background to um to make sure that we get some sort of payment over the weekend. So um, I think as in a good excuse for her to jump out of this recording and uh, go and handle that phone call. So she may come back and join us at some point. No, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I think this has been a particularly stressful and just busy and odd week, um, to be fair. I think once this whole situation's complete, well, over, hopefully soon with Booking.com, I don't know what, what will we share on the podcast? <laughs> well, Bobby, who says that? I'm sure, I'm sure there will be something. There's always something. There is always something. You, you and Jenna have had a, um, a really busy week, haven't you? Because you've basically been manning the phones, right? Because we decided um, with still no prospect of, of payment at the beginning of this week that we would reach out to all of our um, future guests, all of the confirmed bookings in the calendar from booking.com guests to um, make them aware of the situation, um, make sure they understand um, exactly what's happening based on the little information we've got and also to uh, encourage them to book direct because nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows if their money is safe. And obviously, if we don't receive the money for their booking, um, strictly speaking, we shouldn't be giving them access to the property. So um, that's that's created a particularly busy week for for you and Jenna, hasn't it? You've been uh, you've been calling guests like crazy round the clock. How has it been, and and what's the sort of response been like? Yeah, I think when Monday, when we had the call prior to us actioning all this, I think Monday was definitely the brunt of it because then we obviously had I don't know I didn't even count how many guests each of us had to. Call 
contact and obviously we decided to do it over whatsapp because that i can see how this message could come across as someone could think oh but this is not from us directly it could be spam there's so many spam out there these days but um yeah we had a mixed reaction um fairly positive that what from what i expected um guests saying coming back to us saying oh that's horrible they can't believe booking.com's done that some of them were already aware of the situation so they just jumped on what we asked them straight away um it's I can comment on one thing. It's never been as easy to cancel a booking with booking.com <laughs> as this week. So I'm guessing they are just aware of the situation and just kind of yeah, trying to yeah. to sort it as best they can. But um we've had some some guests saying no, they they don't not I don't know, it's just a bit of a strange one. One or two guests said they'd rather book somewhere else, which I feel like if you cancel, why just not book with us again direct? But yeah. oh well, they maybe trust booking.com still and would just go for another place on there. But yeah, mixed reaction, mostly positive, which is a good thing. Yeah, you're right. It took it took some uh thought as to how to um to pitch it, didn't it? And how to phrase it to yeah. make sure that it didn't come across as too scammy. And 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 just for the record, this is not um anything that we would usually entertain doing we're not in the no. business of trying to undermine the online travel agents yes of course we're trying to direct book uh drive direct bookings and, and get as many people to book direct but not not direct we always play it fair when it comes to the the travel agents and um it's only under these sort of unprecedented circumstances that we've been forced into doing this but um well that's good that most of the response has been positive and obviously um you know if that builds a bit of a direct booking following off the back of it then then that's something that's, that's positive that's come out of it so caroline has rejoined yeah, us so she, so she is here following um Hi. <laughs> following a, a quick phone call um was that productive not productive um well i have to say the lady i'm dealing with is 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 actually the the best well it's she seems the most honest person that we've ever dealt with at booking.com yeah she has gone out of her way to try and resolve this for us um, she messaged me through LinkedIn after I'd sort of uh, reached out to them last week. And um, she is seems to be pulling out all the stops to try and get this sorted and try and get this resolved. Um, she did pick up my messages first thing this morning, so just called me. Um, she says, unfortunately, on the system that they look at, which is probably similar to the system we look at, the extranet, she said there's no messages as yet, which she did seem quite surprised at because I think she was genuinely hoping that there would be a payment yesterday. She... So, okay. So yeah, without get, let, let's not, um, yeah, we've, uh, let, we're conscious of Danielle's time and what have you. We can talk about this later yeah, in the podcast, but the, so bottom line is no um, she doesn't have any more say than anybody we've spoken to by the sounds of it. She's, she, she's still uh, just trying to contact the the finance department, which is what we've been told has been happening all along with no mm-hmm. no output. Okay, right, fine. So we're uh, we're no further down the line with that one. Ah, oh, okay. So um, Danielle, like, you must have had choice pickings <laughs> of the last few weeks. There's been so much that outside of this this booking.com situation there's been so much going on with um some interesting guests so um i'm genuinely um excited is not the right word um i'm um i know it's going to be nice not to talk about booking.com well we might be <laughs> we you might don't know be. what she's doing <laughs> we don't know what's coming up yeah but okay anyway anyway let's let's stop let's stop messing around hit us with with our first review and let's see what you've got for us
So should we should we go uh yeah, strange first or good first? <laughs> you decide. You go for okay. It. Let's go for a good one just to to okay. lift up the mood a okay. little bit. So <laughs> this is one of the properties in the Midlands, um, which we had to review for not too long ago. Can't remember specifically, I think it's number 57. Okay. Um they said the hosts were very responsive. I couldn't find out how to use the oven and they sent someone very quickly to sort it out. A small apartment, but perfect for a short stay for a solo traveler or a couple who plans to be um, out during the day. It was conveniently located for us. Cooking facilities were handy and a decent shower. Great. Oh, that's good. Perfect. That's good. That's, that's nice. We really like that. And, and it's, it's good when you, when it's nice when you get a review that obviously it's nice to get a nice review, but it's nice when you get a review that shows that you've got your target market nailed down. Yeah. Because yes. that is absolutely the type of person that we are looking to try and target for that apartment, both in terms of the amenities we've put in there, the, the reason that they've probably got to stay there out working during the day. That That's exactly the kind of person mm, we're looking yeah. for. So that review kind of really epitomizes exactly the target market we're looking for. Whereas I sometimes think occasionally maybe a negative review's could potentially come from a mismatch between how you're you, yeah. how you're promoting yeah. the property versus who's actually staying there, and yeah. um, whereas that, yeah. that sounds perfect, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I, and I, it was good. Yeah, go on, Jenny. Go on. I just want to say it was convenient as well because they obviously they struggled with this was before Jenna could take over the comms for the Midlands. So um, she struggled to there's two buttons, obviously one for the hob and one for the oven, and she's only managed to find the one for the hob. And then Kat was the cleaner, obviously was she was um, there conveniently at Kegworth, and she just popped over and helped them. So I think that was everything worked out well for them to mm. quickly resolve their problem and their issue. That's yeah, good. that is good. That's and good. we do provide, I mean, we try and cover all bases, don't we? We do provide videos of how to use the various appliances and bits and pieces like that. But even then, sometimes it just needs a bit of hand-holding, doesn't it? Which, um, yeah. if we can respond quickly like that. And great that Kat was, was prepared yeah. to do that. And that's all mm. part of having a team that are willing to muck in and help out. But it? one of the things that does come up sometimes when appliances don't work, isn't it? Is is is, is that age-old, you know, the switch has just been turned off. You know, yes, it's, it's exactly. behind a toaster and someone's gone in, just switched it off. Things don't then work. Yeah. But so, it's luckily it's 90% of the time that's the issue and it's yeah, not actually broken switch. or it needs someone someone decent or like an electrician or maintenance to go in. Honestly, I can count on the fingers of one hand and we're talking whatever it is between 45 and 59 units because we've only just launched the the the, the last few um, over four years. I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of times it's actually been an appliance that has mm. failed or broken yeah. or isn't, isn't working. So it's user error in some shape or form and sometimes mm. that is inexplicable to us um that they haven't managed to figure it out but equally you you've got to try and cover all bases and just um yeah look at it from from a guest's eyes what could possibly go wrong um so yeah that that's good that that's that's good that they were able to uh to step in do you it just reminds me actually do you remember the one we had not so long ago in the same property with the um the uh, the isolator kill switch that was low down oh, yes. in the bathroom oh, yeah. and this lady, bless her, she was lovely, but she was absolutely adamant that the, the electrics had blown in, in, in the bathroom. Yeah. And I remembered specifically that there was this switch down low and we were 
we were directing it to that and I was passing on message to you, you're saying, right, there's a switch down down here. Da, da, no, no, there's no switch or it's not working. Or I can't remember. And I, just, I actually attended that one myself because it's next to where we live. And I remember just literally walking in saying, hi, how you doing? You having a nice day? Walking up, press the button. There's the lights. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. And it's like, oh, she's, I feel really stupid now. But it's, I don't know what mental block gets in the way sometimes. I don't know. We do it though, don't we? I mean, you know, when we went away and we used the new key lock for the first time, we stood outside for how long? 10 minutes trying to work out how to use this lock? Yeah. And we should really be experts. And we were rubbish. I think basically we were a bit tired, weren't we? We must have been like, looked like typical Airbnb tourists just looking around going, where's the key? Where's the lock? Like, what do we do now? Oh, no. So we all do it. We will do it. Okay, that's a good one. And but a target market is important. So um, I mm. think, you know, that's a great example of where there's the perfect fit between the type of property. Because equally, you know, some some people who might be looking for more of a luxury stay or whatever might see number 57 as a little bit small, a little bit basic, but it's just about having your target market, right? Yeah. For someone who's there for work, it's absolutely ideal. It's perfect location and, and everything else. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. Exactly. Right, hit us okay. with the hit us with the, the strange, strange one. one. Let's see. What so the, the strange one as well. Again, I think tagging on a little bit because it's the same property, and I don't know what we do to attract these guests at this particular <laughs> property. But anyway, tagging on to last uh, Kim's episode, obviously of that lady was just oh, unique. It's not even a word because unique kind of describes in a good way, and she was just yes, different breed of person. But anyway, so this was in the same property. Uh, not quite as bad, but I feel like why leave a bad review if you clearly own up to you not reading properly or reaching out to the get the host prior? So yeah. let's go. So she said, good comments, excellent shower, bad comments, a book that she wrote. She said, I think it may be fine for younger travelers, but for our age, senior citizens, it was difficult to manage. It was my mistake, that she admitted, that when I was told I was on the first floor, I thought there would be no stairs. But in England, that's where we would call our second floor. Um the stairs are steep and many. The bed was uncomfortable, almost felt like it was tilted, and one side was against the wall, so not easy for the person to get out of it. There was uh, only one small table on the in the room and two fold-up metal chairs that were very uncomfortable. Although the bedroom was clean and modern, there was no place for or to put our bags, which again, it's obviously it's a small studio, so we don't we don't cater for for long travels, um, mm. which we do explain as well. Anyway, I'll cut out some of it. But the the worst thing was, um, or not the worst, but the strangest thing was, she seemed to think that we were meant to cater for and have an adapter for every single country person that comes and visits our obviously apartment in England. And she said in all her years of travel, she's never had to take an adapter, which I feel is very strange. She's from America. I don't know what she expected. In all my years of travel, I've never known adapters to be provided in a a short stay. And it's mostly USBs these days, and people have a USB charger to charge anything with. So I have no idea what she meant. That was was just very strange. Uh, I get the whole first floor, ground floor thing. That can be a little bit confusing. Ground floor being the bottom floor, first floor being the first 
floor up the stairs and i i and so what did she what was she so saying? she basically says in america first floor is oh, the, the ground, ground floor, floor. Oh, so I she see. thought she was booking the ground floor oh, although like danielle says admitted that that there was a misunderstanding it's yeah. not that we had in any way described it incorrectly or whatever she just um she just misunderstood yeah. terminology oh, so so this is actually that you've chosen the perfect complement of reviews here because this is the perfect example of the wrong target market not, not yeah. the target yeah. market, but you're all trying to get people stay that weren't necessarily your main guest avatar um, yeah. that just have a need to be in the area and there was just a little bit of a mismatch there whether it's whether it's age whether it's there was a bit of a breakdown in communication because of nationality and stuff like that but that's created this mismatch where the property wasn't perfectly suited to their needs. It doesn't mean that it's not a lovely property. Mm. And for other people, we get great reviews from that property. Other mm. people, it would be Perfect. fabulous. You know, it would be exactly what they need. Yeah, and I yeah, because for a like a two night, sorry, Caroline, two night working stay, that would have been perfect for a younger, for a for instance, solo or couple travelers. But yeah. um, like you say, it was just. I feel like sometimes people then negatively affect us and our reviews by not actually contacting us prior to make sure we do cater for them, mm. um, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. So the things like the mattress and the, and the chairs, um, that doesn't mean to say, like, we can't afford to knee-jerk to every single review and constantly go around changing mattresses and chairs, but that is just something we would definitely look at. We'd go, okay, is there any case to be made here? Like, mm. let's let's get the cleaner just to check the mattress. Does it need turning? Does it need a you new mattress? A topper. You can get some really – there's really good toppers that you can get for mattresses now that are really quite thick, and yeah. they do add that feeling of luxury onto a bed so that might be something yeah. to be looked at so so it's not that we're you know i don't want to come across on the podcast that we're in any way dismissive of reviews far from it you know there's little nuggets like that we will always mm. then get our team to check out and and if needs be we, we will we will spend the money to put it right but equally if you were doing that on every single review that you got through, you'd be changing your mattress every five minutes. You'd have a complete furniture overhaul probably every couple of weeks. Um, it's it's really making sure that the property is catering best to your your most common kind of target market. And mm-hmm. and if sometimes it isn't quite the right fit, then that's more to do, I think, with with yeah. the type of guest that's booked it. And um, yeah, is is there's not. Not always. You're not going to please everybody is basically yeah. what I'm saying. But I did yeah. read um, a comment on one of these uh, platforms saying that essentially, you know, we are a service industry, which we are, and we know that. And and like you say, we respond as often as possible to guest comments and, you know, adjust and change and react to it, really, don't we? So yeah. we, never, we never stand still, do we? So I think it's probably worth on the whole mattress thing. It may well be worth, you know, one of the cleaners having a little lie down for five minutes and just checking it out. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. That's yeah. what, exactly what we did in, in the Midlands where yeah. Kat had to kind of do a, a little of a lie down test where she, she's, yeah. I don't know what she called it. She called it like a five minute nap test or something like that. I like that. <laughs> when she went around to specifically Dalvin House and tested the mattresses. And some, she said, obviously we had a guest or two you mentioned, I don't think it was the same room, but um, mentioned that the mattresses were uncomfortable, where she said they were absolutely fine. So yeah. I think different people are used to, it's like pillows. Some prefer yes. firmer yeah. pillows, some prefer softer. It's just, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's maybe just not what you prefer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you can't be second guessing yourself 24-7. So, no. um, but that's, that's yeah, they're, they're two perfect reviews because they really 
showcase how important it is to be clear on your target mm. market and to make sure that your property is is best suited to that. Before we let you go, Danielle, um, what yes. about just quickly that the um, um, obviously I'm not going to name her, but I can't remember the name anyway. What about the <laughs> the Australian lady? Um, you had a lovely uh, interaction uh, over again, just bringing back up the booking.com thing. Wasn't there an Australian lady who was lovely and was so supportive? And I know it finished off your particularly stressful week in a nice way. So what happened in that scenario? Do you remember that one? Yeah, I had to think now, but as soon as you said the lovely lady that ended the day yeah. well, I, I really knew who that was. So obviously we spoke to so many people and so many guests that didn't prefer, didn't want to communicate over WhatsApp and email. They wanted to chat to someone, which I guess is, is absolutely fair. So she asked to call and she um, specifically just, her situation was different with booking because she booked internationally and she didn't, she said, she admitted it, she hasn't used booking.com as many times before because a previous time strangely enough, she had an issue. So she was a little bit wary of, of, of booking through booking.com. But anyway, she did it. And um, she was just lovely. She just sympathized so much with us and with you guys as the owners of the property. And she just couldn't believe it. But she was such a lovely, like I say, lovely personality and just chatty. And after a very stressful day with loads of not so cooperative guests, um, she yeah, she was just a little light at the end. Uh, and she's in now. She's staying at Madison. And I believe she's, she's loving her stay. It was a little bit of a longer stay as well. So that's why we obviously wanted to have a direct because if we do not get that money then yes it is a bit of a concern but we again we didn't want to put our guests in such a awkward position that they potentially lose money um, especially being at an international um payment and booking that we we rather we decided to keep that one just as is to to have her happy and just staying in the property and not having any concerns about losing money yeah that's a good point because we haven't pushed it have we if anyone has had an issue with it if anyone felt uncomfortable with switching their booking we haven't pushed it we've left it as it is and i guess it's for us to then just keep pursuing a booking.com to make sure that we ultimately get that money but um where where people have been prepared to help us and the vast majority have obviously that's really helped with a bit of cash flow to get through this period to um you know to replace those those sort of booking.com bookings that uh we still don't have any light at the end of the tunnel as to when that money's going to be coming our way so once again thanks for all your hard work on that danielle and to jenna as well and uh thank you those reviews were were perfect that was really good yeah really interesting talking point i hope you have a great weekend thank you you guys too Yeah, and um, we will catch up with you, well, on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, speak to you then. Take care, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. 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 So a lot of our time, energy, headspace this week, again, has been dedicated to um, sorting out this issue that we've got with Booking.com. Where are we up to? Oh, God, I just... I'm still very emotional about the whole thing. Um, hugely, I, I um, it's been such a roller coaster of a week. It's been nonstop um, social media. I mean, you've had a BBC online article. I've been on the Jamie Vine show. Well, so, so yeah, single handedly. Let's not gloss over that. Single handedly, we've we've managed to break this story to the mainstream <laughs> media in the UK. So yeah. you've been on the Jeremy Vine show, interviewed on Radio 2. Um, we got it picked up on, on the BBC News. So it's on the yeah. BBC News app. Um, I had the slightly lesser gig of um, <laughs> Twiggy on BBC Radio 
Derby, um, which um, I think I followed a feature about yoga with goats, yeah. which um, yeah. you slotted that in nicely. So you sure his I, name wasn't Alan Partridge. I think the audience was well primed <laughs> for my my serious uh, rant about Booking.com. Um, but yeah, no, single-handedly, I think we, we, we've got a lot of exposure um, yeah. in in the mainstream media, which is necessary there's we've done obviously we're campaigning to get our own money but this has just been about just as much been about giving other hosts a voice in this whole debacle um and giving them a voice against the kind of bullying behavior that that we've experienced so that's been a real positive i mean it's taken a lot of persistence you've had to be particularly persistent on linkedin and places like that to try and reach the people that will actually listen and i'm not comfortable with doing that i i found i was very uncomfortable doing it i didn't enjoy doing it i there were times when i just had to put my phone in a cupboard because i thought i I genuinely can't look at this anymore i i needed to sort of step away from it and just and not for long like 30 minutes, you know, in order to sort of regroup. Well, we're not complainers. Generally, if, if we get bad food in a restaurant, we never, no. we're not the type of people to complain, aren't we? We no, don't, no. we don't enjoy that kind of confrontation. Um, but it's just, I don't think either of us have been prepared to let this one slide. And I think that's what, the, and I really hope actually that coming out of this, and I hope we are coming out of this, and when I say we, I'm talking about all hosts, um, that we don't have a short term memory with this. Mm. And once money has been paid back, we all crack on as normal, because there's a, a huge number of lessons that need to be learned from this, um, just like there was from COVID, um, about our relationship with some of these big companies. Um, and I think, I think I've just used entirely the wrong word because it hasn't been a relationship and that's part of the problem yeah, it's certainly yeah. not a partnership which ironically we're called partners with booking.com anyway this was supposed to be uh, well it's a positive update as of about what an hour ago yeah <laughs> an hour before recording this so this could have had a completely different feel to it this episode but as of an hour ago we have actually been paid our money yeah. So we have been paid um, pretty much in full. We've got to go through it and unpick it all, which is going to be a task in itself. But we have finally got Booking.com to sit up and listen and pay attention. And we've had a manual payment of the money that we're owed randomly dropped this morning. Weren't expecting it. In fact, we were told categorically that nothing will happen till Monday. Um, I want to describe it as a nice surprise, but actually I'm, I'm almost trying not to be too happy about it obviously we're relieved it's it's you know it's really greased the wheels and it's it's you know it's got us all squared up again which is fantastic and huge emotional relief especially for you i think um but equally this is our money right like we shouldn't be like overjoyed like we just had some kind of bonus this is our money like it should have felt like this all along so in a way i'm trying to hold on to that that anger a little bit around the way that everybody's been treated yeah, and, I, and I think part of it for me is you know it wasn't until going on social media was easier to do once you realized it wasn't just about us yeah. and it was about the thousands of smaller hosts hosts that rented out a room in order to pay their mortgage hosts that weren't paid that money and were struggling with their mortgage it's all relative your mortgage is relative to your income yeah. our mortgages are huge um, and again, so it means our, our, that's why our, our, our sort of 
payment that was owed to us was so big, it's, it's just all relative. But out of all the hundreds of people that I reached out to uh, on Booking.com, one particular lady did come back to me and I do, I'm not going to name any names, but she was she was wonderful and she gave us that hope on Friday. She kept in touch with us and, you know, out of everybody, she was the only one that we've spoken to that I genuinely felt wanted to help. Which is nice. I'm a little and bit I more cynical, cynical than you. Um, I think there's no coincidence why that happened and why suddenly a member of the PR team reached out to us after the fact we splashed it all over BBC and media and we were all named um, uh, in, in those media stories. So I don't think there's any coincidence that that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just relief that you don't feel you're banging your head against a brick wall. And it sounds like you're speaking to someone who will at least try to make a difference. I'm not sure. Empathised. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I'll tell you two things that have happened in all of this, though, that, that have frustrated me. Um, one is, um, and again, this, this taps into a wider issue, if you like, or thing about um, the attitude that, the general population and the media and everything have towards landlords in this country. Yeah. So both times when I was interviewed for um, by the BBC, um, and I knew this was coming, I was mm-hmm. prepared for it, but um, they made the point halfway through the article, obviously they were sympathising with our situation and um, wanted to hear how it was impacting hosts all over the country and all over the world. But inevitably there was the question, how many units do you have? Well, we've got X number of units. I actually took Eaton House off it. So I said, well, 45 units. Um, I said, well, you know, there'll be people listening to this that think, well, you're obviously millionaires. You know, <laughs> what What have you got to worry about? You know, that I knew that was coming. And it's just oh, it's such a frustrating attitude. It is. And, you know, it's those people that you have conversations with and say, oh, you're so lucky to have that. Luck has absolutely nothing to do with it. Bloody sorry for swearing hard work grafting over the last two months risks risk oh yeah risks that, yeah. that other people are oh, absolutely okay, not prepared to take um like you say yeah, absolute hard graft and it's just it's just so frustrating um and I and I was prepared for it, and I explained the fact that this is not a nest egg of properties <laughs> that we're sat on because we've got millions of pounds and we've decided to dump it into some property assets. This is our business. This is our livelihoods. This is what we do for a job. Mm. You know, any business is going to struggle if suddenly a a key supplier, if you like, withholds fifty thousand pounds worth of income mm. we're not 100 percent dependent on it our business was going to survive either way but the bottom line is this is our livelihoods and it's the knock-on effect that it has on everybody that our business supports yeah. the cleaners the maintenance staff you know everybody that surrounds our the, the linen companies mm. you know everybody that um has 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 you know, potential. I know I like to think we've pretty much stayed on top of things, actually. But people who've, you know, maybe been paid slower than we like or whatever, you know, there's big knock-on effects. Yeah, and I like mean, you say, it's not just us as a big operator. This is all relative, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I've heard from operators who are running one one unit and so, but they're having to do all the cleaning now. They're having to do all the work themselves because they can't afford to pay cleaners, mm-hmm. which is tough for them but also well the cleaners are obviously going to be down on work yeah so it's this knock-on effect that has no it's just a frustrating sort of anti-land they didn't push it but it was there in the background um and i've I've not been on to any of the printed articles i'm sure there are comments on there Mm. about you know these rich landlords and there won't be a lot of sympathy which you know is just uh 
an ignorant position to take. Uh, there's so many livelihoods that have been affected, so many people that have been put in significant financial hardship by what's been going on. Um, the other thing that, that frustrated me, um, and I'm not going to turn this into a massive rant, this should be a positive update, guys. We are hugely Huge. relieved and um, nice to see that our, our, our business is, is back on track where it should be, um, you know, heading into the back end of the summer. But... I'm on, obviously, we're on some Facebook forums about service accommodation. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a well-known thing on Facebook that, that people sometimes jump on things to, in a self-serving way to prove a point, to make a point, you know, that they're looking at. Anyway, so someone jumped onto one of these service accommodation forums. Um, I'm not going to, I don't actually know their name. They didn't put the name on the article. Surprise, surprise. I'm certainly not going to name the business. Um, but um, they were obviously keen to put a blog post on this forum around the idea of not being too dependent on the online travel agents and how to drive direct bookings. Absolutely fine. Totally agree with that. You know, we, we, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We're, we've got a strong direct booking game and we're always looking to try and improve that. The thing was, they jumped directly on the media attention that we've managed to generate on behalf of hosts all over the country. Didn't they actually copy your article? They literally <laughs> like copied and pasted some of the article to the point where it just read slightly bizarre because it, as newspapers do, is it you know Mark Winship forty two from Kegworth, you know, <laughs> and they put that in a Facebook post. It just sounded so weird. But basically, the, um, yeah, me, I was named, you know, and they were using our predicament, if you want to call it that, but jumping on what we've spent tireless hours trying to get this exposure yeah. for everybody and create this voice. They jumped on that as a way to say, oh, don't be like these guys and be entirely dependent on the online travel agents and you should have a website that has direct... I mean, some really basic stuff. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's all accurate. But, you know, crikey, this is stuff that, you know, this is 101 level direct booking stuff that we've been doing since day one. And it was just, uh, it was a slightly disingenuous way that, you know, they jumped on our efforts, if yeah. you like, to get this exposure, to make a point. And by association, it was, we were being used as a negative example of a host who maybe hadn't planned ahead, yeah. was too dependent. On, yeah. Don't get me wrong. We have still learned lessons from this yeah. and we're always open about stuff on the podcast. We absolutely, one of the big things we've done is switch our payments, payments away so that, you know, through convenience, we've always had booking.com handle our payments and that's never been an issue. Well, that's obviously been the first thing that's changed and we now process that mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, but, you know, we run 59 units, including two hotels. Are you seriously telling me that we shouldn't be listing on Booking.com, <laughs> one of the huge market shares? Yeah. Oh, you know, you can tell that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I just found it very um, self-serving, very disingenuous, um, the fact that they would jump on this as an example to, like, promote their product and service. Um, and it was a distraction away from the plight of ourselves and all the other hosts that were on there yeah absolutely you know, and it, it was yeah. It, it yeah anyway let, let's not let's not labor the point let's not give them any more uh, airtime than they deserve on that front um so the bottom line is um we, we've been paid up to date i i feel i have mixed feelings about it I've, i feel i've almost got a little bit of um like survivor's guilt because yes. i know there's thousands of people, people out there that still haven't been paid um and this isn't going to stop. I don't intend to stop promoting and exposing what has happened. 
Um, it's this isn't a case of hey great Caroline we've got our money right we can disappear yeah. now I think people need to understand things need to change um, obviously we need to make changes within our own business other operators need to understand what changes they can also make yeah. moving forwards there's a reason why our business was able to survive this mm-hmm. um, and they need to understand how to create that situation for themselves however it's, you know, I, I, I don't intend to have a short-term memory over this. No, I, I don't. And, and one of the things that really did frustrate me was obviously I had to, I was starting following Booking.com on LinkedIn. I follow a huge number of staff on LinkedIn. Oh, my LinkedIn. God, I know what you're going to go, yeah. And all the posts about, well, that one in particular that you tagged me on about how, was it Glenn Fogel? You couldn't write said it. said that they were advising all their staff, was it to take the week off because they'd worked so hard? And... I think I did cry at that point because I thought, how can they post? It's the fact they posted it. Yeah, how can they post such an article when so many of their hosts? And I think what it was almost like Booking.com had lost sight of the very people that hold up their business. Booking.com provide online travel. I mean, who provides those places where those people stay? Us hosts that are working 24-7 now almost to try and keep their business going and they have almost believed their own hype it's actually another level of delusion another level of delusion if you go onto linkedin and you follow booking.com and you go back over the last two or three weeks of their posts which obviously make no mention of any of these issues what they'll be talking about is their amazing sponsorship of the women's world cup very suspect with all of this um they go on talking about how much profit they've made there was an article about that and um how the ceos had some kind of um record payout and then yesterday when um we were still no end in sight um with regards payment um and with thousands of hosts still owed thousands of pounds they posted an article like you say about um that they've advised all their amazing staff to um take some downtime this week mm. and to relax and it's like you couldn't write it yeah you couldn't write it i think their pr team you know they need to look at what they're posting maybe these were scheduled posts that were just due to go out really they've just got to take a look at that and just understand how their business operates and what keeps I mean, if somebody going. doesn't get fired over that, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked. But I just think they're genuinely oblivious. I yeah, genuinely do. I don't. I hope this rattles their cage. I hope that there are implications for Booking.com long term. Well, because... I think it, aren't Google coming into the the yeah. Google vacation? That's that's going to really mix things up, isn't it? Prime for them to make a move into the space now, isn't it? And really, um, really take on the the, the big guns. But um, yeah. Anyway, l- let's not even. Let's not talk about it anymore. Nope. Um, for anyone that supported us and has reached out to us, thank you so much. Um, we we have received our money, um, which is obviously a big relief. Um, and I hope that the coverage that we've given it both in and out of the podcast has helped a few people. Yeah. Um, and because um, actually social media has been remarkably quiet mm-hmm. um, from all the so-called service accommodation yeah. gurus and leaders of our industry, self-penned out there um and uh, so i hope this has been of some help for some people to expose what's been going on what's not well that's a wrap for episode 13 oh, um 
I, I wrote, we, we do, we do script the outro. Um, it's the only bit of the podcast that we do actually script. And I wrote it before we received payment this morning. So my <laughs> cliffhanger was going to be, do you think we're going to get paid the money that we're yeah. owed? Not to sound like a broken record or anything, but um, we have now been paid. So well, what do we do now? We don't have a, we don't have a, I went really high pitched there, didn't we? Um, we <laughs> you did, yeah. We haven't got a cliffhanger. What, do you know what? We haven't got a cliffhanger. Yeah. Relax. Enjoy it. Enjoy. We're certainly going to try and relax this week. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna sign off on this episode without a cliffhanger, without any tension whatsoever. Um, and we're gonna try and enjoy a bit of a relaxed week. Don't get me wrong. There, we're back next week. We're going to be recording, even though we've been on holiday. It's never an actual holiday, isn't there? There will be plenty that's been going on. There is never a dull moment, and um, I'm sure we'll have lots of content for you next week. But we don't have a cliffhanger, I'm afraid. Uh, It's just tough. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, as always. Don't forget to let us know. Oh, sorry, before I say that, um, I realised halfway through our Booking.com rant early in the episode that I haven't plugged the microphone in. Um, So we really hope that this has actually recorded. We don't have to go back and do it all over again. But if the sound isn't quite the same quality, we're running off the laptop here. So if the sound isn't quite the same rich quality that that you've become used to, then we do apologise. It's completely my fault. I noticed halfway through that the lead is sat by my feet on the floor and uh, we haven't plugged the microphone in. Um, So hopefully you're getting all of this and um, we don't sound too tinny and echoey. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, don't forget to let us know uh, that you're listening over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Um, What do we want to hear? Stories, comments, questions? Where are you calling from? Where you're calling from, where you're based, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be lovely to hear um, our our podcast oh, software gives us uh, gives us an indication of, of of where we're listening, but only really countries. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to to hear where you're based and where you're listening from. Just let us know what you think of the pod so far. But yeah, if you've got any questions, um, anything that's happened to you that that you want us to to have a chat about on the pod then then send it through and instagram is the best place to do that secret service podcast it's always good to hear from you and um we will see you next time yeah and uh yeah enjoy the weather see you then bye. take care bye, bye. that works at that what enjoy the weather mm. well there are three suns aren't there three suns yeah yeah three suns Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On the forecast, yeah. It doesn't look like it now looking out the window, but... Mm. Good, 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 good. Yeah.